0: going, so today's Dav is Dav Chavzayin, we've got uh, three more, uh, two more blood to uh, wrap up the second parak of Meseches Ksubis and let us get going, we got on to Dav Chavzayin yesterday, we are up to Ika da Amrei alright, this is the last word on the second line from the top of Dav Chavzayin, we have a couple of fascinating Mishnays today, mostly surrounding the laws of captivity, but let's remind ourselves what we're up to, so the previous Mishnah taught us that if a woman's taken in captivity because of a financial matter. So um, the halacha is Mutaras Labala. She remains permitted to her husband. We don't assume we don't assume that they were so mean to her that at some point she felt the need to have relations with them willingly. However, if it was if it was a life and death situation, we assume automatically that they're not gonna treat her well and she's gonna she's going to either have to or decide to have willing relations with them, and she's certainly forbidden to her husband. Now, um, Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak quoted Rav to say that this is only true when Klal Yisrael was in control over the Evdeik But when Evdeik Chavim are in control over these captors, then even if she's taken into captivity due to a financial matter, we're still going to forbid her to her husband. On that, Rav, a challenge from what happened in Ashkelon over there where um the i in Ashkelon we said the Kachavim were the ones in control, and still we say we don't assume she was violated to which the Gemara answered no who applies whether she was um w- whether she was uh, uh captive or not and that whole story in Ashkelon was just uh giving details of what happened in that story where they had to rely on witnesses and witnesses came to release her oh Lemaisa there's no proof okay. That's the shaklavatarya of the first approach of the Gemara. Again, let's let's this over. What was it? Our Mishnah seems to imply only when Yisrael is in control. The Rava challenges by saying, Ah, but in Ashkelion we needed Edim, and without the Edim, it, you know, it seems that and we needed Edim in order to permit her. So you see that even a place where other are in control, she should be okay. Answers the Gemara. No, that was just my shay. Now we have Ikadamri to have a new approach as to what Ravva really said to Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Here we go. Ikadamri. Rav, Amar Ravva Ravva says, We also learned in Rav Yitzchak. Hey, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Zechari Ben Akazov, Abbasiroz, Shehoran Abashkloin, Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Zechari Ben gave aid this about a Jewish woman who was taken captivity because of financial matters in Ashkelon and her family separated from her. Like we said, that was the case that we already quoted yesterday. Why they distanced themselves from her? Because they felt that uh, they felt that she may have gone into this willingly, which, by the way, we didn't focus on this too much, which so sometimes when you got to wrap up the daf, you're short on time, you don't focus so much, but now we could. We're at the beginning of the next daf. So it, it's an interesting expression that they were richakua himem. That they distance themselves from her. Why would they distance themselves from a woman who's in such a tough spot? Yeah. So Mafarshim explained that it was a type she was a type of person where the family determined that it's in her best interest to learn a lesson. She did this to herself. Apparently she was the one who set herself up for such a situation. She borrowed the money. She pledged herself for such a thing. And whether it was a uh, chronic uh, person who's constantly getting themselves into crazy credit card debt that they can't pull out of, or whatever it was, they were like, you know what, you're on your own. They had, they, they had to distance themselves, and and you know, kind of like tell her, listen, you know, this is the only way we know how to uh, how to help you. Sometimes you need to distance yourself. And there were witnesses that said that nobody was even me. But said, if you're going to believe that. The, the the original story that it started out as a financial pledge. Uh, you either you make up your mind, either believe everything, you don't believe anything. Hence, she's going to be permitted. Now, says Rava. Say previously, in the first Lushan, Rava was using this as a challenge to Rishmo bar Yitzhak. Now, Rava is going to use this story as a proof. This story in Ashkelon. Was a financial matter. The time of day, the Allah. and the reason why we permitted her to her husband is because witnesses testified. to Kain is because witnesses testified that nobody was even with her. <speaking in Hebrew> but let's say there would, wouldn't be any testimony, we would be concerned. It seems no difference why she's taken into captivity. The bottom line is she's only going to be mutter, She's only going to be permitted with Adam. This is a proof to Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Sigmar says, no. not does not have a legitimate proof to Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak. Why not? Horana shiny. Horana is different. Okay, why is Horana different? Because when a woman borrows, we'll call it $10,000 from an Ebek and she says to him, if I don't pay you back, I'm going to give myself... To you So you know what she's doing She set herself up To become owned by him And then we're actually going to be Machmir Because you know what he could say to her You agreed to this whole thing You you set yourself up However when she's taken into captivity When she's taken into captivity She was grabbed Against her will So then we'll say Maybe she should even be mutter. Okay, now, mirma. Some people ask this as a contradiction. Tonight we the Mishnah, I the bala Mishnah says if it's if she's in captivity because of a financial situation, financial matter, she's mutter to her husband. They're not going to violate her vahminu. But we ask you a contradiction. Hey, Rabbi testified right but, uh, Ashland day mom with this whole story and Ashland was a financial situation took a tiny time to be in she's only permitted because of witnesses her, it to be nice to her life there wouldn't be witnesses she would not be permitted to her husband so it's a contradiction again our Mishnah says she's muttered to her husband when it's a financial matter the other Mishnah seems to imply she's usher to her husband unless you have witnesses how does it work well, Mishani we answered I'm sure he's look like Kasha it makes a difference whether Yisrael is in control over these meaning when are in control are in, control, are in rule so then we're going to say um, that even when it comes to financial matters she's forbidden to her husband however when Yidden are in control then when it comes to financial matters we're going to be lenient Beautiful period. Last short piece of Gemara before the Mishnah. asura Our Mishnah said, if a Jewish woman is taken into captivity because of a uh, and because she's judged with a death penalty, so then we and then somehow she gets out of it. She gets pardoned. We're going to assume she's automatically forbidden to her husband. Somebody certainly uh, violated her, and we're going to assume that at some point she did it willingly to protect herself because of the the abuse. That uh, that takes place to such a person. Amar Rav. Rav explains. Ganove. For example, for example, okay. Says so says says Rav. Actually, the case is where the husband is obligated in death. Okay, and when a husband's obligated in death, what the what the uh, captors would do um, is take advantage of the family. You take away the breadwinner of the family, you take away the protector of the family, then even the wife who who uh, um, is not necessarily going to be killed, but they they 're set up for abuse, and we have to understand the, the societies the way that it, the, the way things were men were protectors of the family, and this man 's gone it was going to be gone, so sometimes women had to willingly they knew that they were going to be taken advantage of, and they had to willingly. Allow these people to uh, take advantage of them in order to protect themselves in in other ways, at least from the captors. The Levi Amar Belavi says, "No, we're referring to the wife of Ben Dunai. Now, who was Ben Dunai? So Rashi tells us he was an infamous killer. Okay, Ben Dunai was an, an infamous killer, and only when you're the wife of an infamous killer, where people. Not only, and this is incredible, and you know, it's an incredible Moser over here. It's actually a problem. But when somebody does something so bad, you know how the how society reacts to that? They say, "Oh, you're so bad." Well, we could do whatever we want to things that you care about. You find that, you find that even, unfortunately, within uh, uh, a a community, without getting too specific where you have a, a parent or somebody does something wrong, and all of a sudden the whole family is left hanging out to dry. Nobody cares. It's their own problem. We don't really care about, the. it's not our chizma what happens to the spouse, what happens to the children, to make sure that they're in proper schools, that they have proper money, that they have proper attention.
1: Right? So
0: when you have, let me, let me wrap up, when you have a wife of Ben Dunai, such an extreme case, then she automatically has a status of somebody, you know, she, uh, somebody was not nice to her. But just because of the husbands a Ganev, says Levi, if just because your husband's a thief does not necessarily mean that the wife's going to be taken uh, advantage of. One more, uh, uh, one more thought before the mission. I'll take your question, Steve. Amar Chizki, Chizki says, it's also only when the husband has a, cap- has a death penalty on them. No, even if there's not yet been a psaq of a uh, of a death penalty, still people can be hefker uh, uh, treat the family, the wife and family as being ownerless. Period. Yeah, go ahead. You said initially that uh, people may abuse the family. uh I'm really making that distinction. Baruch Hashem. Yes, Steve's asking. You know, in the case of the Mishnah, we're we're dealing a, with a situation where the goyim actively take advantage of the family. Over here, sometimes in uh, in communities, you could have people who perhaps even against halacha take advantage uh, uh, don't support the family. There's between taking advantage of somebody and and not supporting when somebody's going through In enochanami. It's the same. It's it's a uh, it's a similar lack of understanding how to. Compartmentalize the sinner from everybody else, but Baruch Hashem, you know, uh, w- at least I've never been uh, involved in a situation where somebody's actively taken advantage of somebody else in this way, at least, because they they did something wrong. Now, the reason why we know it's a mistake, I'll tell you why it's it's a mistake. The the case of an you have a thief who steals, so he gets sold. A Jewish thief steals, he gets sold as an avidivri. What happens to his family? You leave them out to dry, chas If you're going to take the Ebed in, you got, you, got to take, you got to support the wife and kids financially. That's what the Torah says. And when he goes free, the wife and kids go free with him. What do you mean the wife and free kids go free? They never work for you. I know they never work. But that, even though they never work, you took the breadwinner away, so you're mechuk to support them. You got, you got to make sure that you don't leave a family hanging out to dry. Okay. Gavaldik says the Mishnah iter, Let's keep going. Next Mishnah. Here, Listen to this: You have a city surrounded by an army. You have a city under siege. All wives of Kaihanem must separate from their husbands because there's an automatic chazaka that they're violated by the army that's laying siege around the city. Separated, used to get divorced. Yep, obligated to get divorced. They have. A, they take on the status of a zaina. They're considered violated. Now, a zaina doesn't mean a prostitute. A zaina means that a woman who had relations with somebody who she's forbidden to have relations with, which would be a non-Jewish soldier. Okay? The Miesh Leham Let's say there's witnesses with this woman, the wife of the Kohen, throughout the siege or throughout the time the invading army was there. There's two men with her at all times and when the siege is over, few weeks later, they say, listen, we know nobody touched her, all right, even if it's not a witness that we would generally accept in a Bezdan, even if it's a Kenani, Kenanis, we trust them to say that nobody molested her, and she remains permitted to her husband, however, if she herself said, I wasn't violated, I wasn't touched, we don't trust that. You need somebody else saying that, that uh, one of these invading officers, soldiers, uh, people who were laying the city under siege um, didn't, uh, you know, didn't do anything. Okay? Okay. So, so, was, so that's, the that's the mission. Then she can remain married to her husband, who's a kite. They separated. No, they don't have to separate. They don't have to separate. Well, the maybe army was was in the city. That's fine. Maybe they were together the whole time. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, but there's other people around saying that no soldiers touched there. if there's no if there's no people around, those do Kohan have to divorce their wives? If there's no people around, yeah. If there's no people uh, so after the sea- Okay. For I may not ask you contradiction. when you have soldiers invading soldiers, soldiers that lay siege that come into a city. Shah shalom. Let's say it's a time of peace. Okay. So what does it mean? a time of peace. They're coming on behalf of the king to make sure things are mesuder, things are in order, but they're not necessarily here to cause trouble. So Any open wine barrels are assumed to have been touched by these soldiers, and it becomes it becomes yayin esech. Okay, and it becomes uh, non kosher. You're not allowed to drink any of the wine that was in an open barrel in this anywhere in the city, while these soldiers were here. As long as it was a time of shalom, okay. However, let's say there's battle taking place. So then, all barrels are kosher. All barrels are kosher because the soldiers. Would get a whooping if they stopped to uh, be involved in uh, in any sort of alcohol. So there's an automatic assumption that they didn't touch anything. Okay? So no they're, they're too busy. They're too busy. So they're not, they're not gonna touch the wine. Closed barrels. Closed and open. They're all, it's all okay. The fish penai the nasi. Hamrav Mari Rav Mari says one second. According to our Mishnah, if you have soldiers come into a city laying siege. What happens to the women? They're usher. What happens to the wine? Mutter. They're coming to lay siege. So it's a war. They're coming to do battle. So the women, what are you going to say? Oh, you, 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 the, 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 these guys come rolling into town. They don't have time to drink a glass of wine, but they got plenty of time to, uh, to molest women? Is that what you're telling me? Ask the Gemara beautiful Kasha. Omar of Mari, Libo is that what you're telling me? So listen to this. Rabbi Yitzhak Bar-Alazar, Mishmei Dechizkiyom Ha'ar. Rabbi says, In the name of... Chizkiyom. He says, let me explain. Kan be malchus. Okay, so now we're getting... Uh, we're, we're, we're nitpicking a little bit over here. And he says like this. Where do we say that the wine remains allowed? So, it's talking about where there's a siege around the city of the same king, the same king. So in other words, you're in the United States and there's one city in the United States that's rebelling, okay? If that city, or there's a concern, whatever, they need to reconquer the city and make sure that the city gets in order. So he says, if you have a city that's located in the kingdom Of the country that's laying siege, we don't assume even the women are going to be molested. They're not going to do that because what's their goal? What's the task of these soldiers to cause to to cause trouble with the inhabitants? No, to make sure the inhabitants renew their 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 pledge of allegiance to uh, to the to the government. All right, and therefore we don't assume they're going around molesting anybody. However, where do we say that the women become Aser? You have another country. You have uh, Russia invading Ukraine, right? As they say in Chazal. "Oy la Russia, oi, l-Russia, oi Yeah, it's a, we have a new meaning now. Woe to Russia and woe to its neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So you have Russia invading its neighbors. Okay, so over there, yeah, unfortunately, uh, it's got, uh, there, there's a good chance, by the way, this happened today. Right, this is what's going on in our time right now. You have Russian soldiers invading Ukraine, mm-hmm. and uh, they're doing mishuga stuff. They're do- doing crazy stuff, and therefore there's an automatic suspicion. Yeah, they're going around and they're raping and they're and they're molesting and they're doing everything. Says Even if, no, I'm sorry. Says Even if it's their own country. Says one second. Even if you're going to say that it's that country. Laying siege around a city, they want them to renew their pledge of allegiance. You're gonna tell me you have a whole group of these soldiers of Avdei Kachavim, and not one of them is suspected of going and molesting women? Come on. Come on. Wouldn't you give us a road? Some review He says there's protection. Protection means these soldiers aren't. We'll, we'll get to your the, the soldiers aren't going out one at a time. So if you're des, if you're concerned about a few deserters slipping away into a uh, into a house on his own, or talk about where they're they're going out in groups, and therefore there's no concern. Says the Gemara. One second. Yeah. How, how do you know one of them didn't fall asleep? Yeah, and somebody did desert uh, from everybody else. I'm going to Mahagala uh Shushilasa, we're talking about where they they surrounded the city with chains, the kalba and dogs, the gavza and geese, the the gavza of abza, and all sorts of um, protection and geese as well. Now, what is this? What is it doing here? What this is is that they surrounded the city in a way. Where we say in the morning, in the morning brachas, Hashem gives la gives the rooster, the knowledge, the light. There are certain times where animals are known to make noise. So over here, we're dealing with a time where do we say that the women are permitted? It's a friendly army. It's a friendly army, and even if it's a friendly army, they're weighing, they're laying siege in a way where no individual soldier could slip away because even if he does. And somebody uh, uh, slips away, the animals are going to wake up. A watchdog, as we say. A guard dog. Right? Uh, yeah. You knock on the door, and all of a sudden, these dogs start barking inside the house, you're right? And, and uh, you're ready to run away. It depends who's laying siege. And there's no question at all. Okay? What do you mean there's no question at all? The question would be, "I. what about one guy? What about one soldier? Khad, Kolhani. But Le he, he got a whole bunch of questions. meaning, one guy might have slipped away, granted. OK. But even if he would have slipped away, maybe we would have caught him, because you had all these other protections. <speaking in Hebrew> and that, that's the answer that we gave. Uh, uh, that's the answer that we gave as well. OK? Fine. If there's a place, a machvaya achas, machvaya achas means we're going to translate this as a bunker. A place where it's uh, underground and it's a private place that we're assuming the soldiers that are laying siege and coming into the city are not going to find. And that's where the wife of the kayin is. Send every wife of every Kayan in this town is going to be okay. Why? Because we could say about each one, oh, maybe she's the one that was inside the bunker. And if we could say about, in other words, what's fascinating here is we don't need to ask questions. We don't need to ask them if they were in the bunker. If there's the option that they could have been saved, the same way there's an option for one guy to slip away we say, oh, it's a problem. One soldier slipped in. Oh, we can say, oh. If there was an option for one woman to go into hiding. So now, we'll say they're all okay. But Rabbi, Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya says, What happens if the bunker could hold one person? Do we say each wife of the Kohen might have been that person? And therefore, they're all permitted to their husbands? Or maybe we say, no. Maybe we say, listen. Use your use your noodles, yeah. Use your noodles, yeah. Go ahead. Says the Gemara, "Umaishna Mishne Shvilim." Merdek. How's this case of maybe she's the woman who was hiding inside the bunker and was not violated by the invading soldiers? How's different the case, the famous case of the famous Mishnah of Shnei Shvilim? What's Shnei Shvili? You have a guy at a fork in the road, yeah. Guy on a fork in the road. So, he could go to the right or to the left. <speaking in Hebrew> if he goes on one path, there's tuma on that path. There's impurity, so he's going to become impure. If he goes on the other path, there's a status of it being pure, so he remains pure. <speaking in Hebrew> Somebody walked down one of those paths. And what are you going to say? Is he tumma or tar? Huh? This male or somebody else? Somebody else. Safi. Tor. Okay. So if he was holding th- 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 food that was already tar, now we don't know if the food's still tar. Might have become Tommy if somebody else came. He walked down another path, also with tar food. Rabbi If each one were to show up to Bezdin, the guy who walked down the path to the right. And says, hey, I was holding taris. Is it tar? We're going to say, yeah, it's a suffake. uh in Tumah, in a a Rabbin. is tar. So your stuff's tar. Somebody walks down the other path. And he comes to Bezin. He comes separately. So yeah, suffake, you're tar. So one walks down one path. We know one of them's coming. But as long as each one comes separately, we're going to say to each one, yeah, your stuff's still tar. Rebuta, Rebuta says, But if both of them walking together... And they say, oh, we got a Shyla now, Is They're both going to be tummy. Because how are you going to say they're both Tahar when you know for a fact they're not both Tahar? You can't say to either one if they're coming together, oh, yeah, yours Tahar. And you're, you, can't, you know for a fact one's tummy. And now that you know for a fact one is tummy, you're going to have to say, hey, we suspect that both of you are tummy. All right? Because one of you definitely is tummy. The assembly basically says, no. U Bangkok No matter which Thailand you go to, Tumeyim, whether they come before one another, whether they come together, The Rabba says, if they come together, everybody's mask him. They're both gonna to be tomai, because there's no way it'll be matir. Why? Because each one comes with their own shir. So if they come one after the other, first guy walks in, we know one path was tar, dame, he walked to the right. We say, Listen, you're tar. Guy comes an hour later, says, I walk to the left. You're going to say to him, Tor! That's where one guy comes in, but he's not coming with the other guy. He's coming by himself. And he's saying, listen, we have a problem. I was walking, Reuven and Shimon were, he says, listen, Reuven walks into the and he says, me and Shimon were at the fork in the road. And Shimon went to the right. I went to the left. And we made up to meet at the end. At the end, we found out that one path was Tommy, one path was dark, and we don't know which one. So one guy is coming to ask a Shiloh for both. Then we say, what's the halacha? So one opinion is, listen, if one guy is asking for both, it's as if they're both coming to Besdom together. And the other one views it like zeh, like one after the other. Okay? Which... This shy, this shyla happens I know, to me personally a few times a week. A few times a week, this type of answer and understanding this machlaikas is very helpful because how often do you have a situation where people ask shylas on behalf of others? Either it's if this were to happen to me and I have a friend also who was there, right? And so. And sometimes, depending on the shiloh, you have to say to the person, listen, you ask your own shiloh, and then you can ask your friend to ask his shiloh. Like, lahavdil, mamish lahavdil. A kid comes into shul, and he asks for a lollipop, lekovachabas, and you give him a lollipop, and he says, I need five more for my friends. You say, You could tell your friends to come to me. (laughs) You don't need to walk around with six lollipops. You know what I mean? One of each flavor. Let your friend come and ask God. So when one person comes for everybody, is that really six people or is it one kid deciding he's six people? That says, you know, he can't find his friend. All of a sudden his mouth is full with every color in the rainbow. Yeah, as a, as a, so so that's the machlekos over here. One guy's asking for two. Do we view this like two people are here or do we say to him, listen, let your friend ask his own question. I'll answer you. And if you view it like, ah, I'll answer you. He's not going to be tarred. Because for, for you, that's your shayla. You want to start asking for your friend? No, I, 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 now you're going to be tummy. You got a problem. Okay. So you see that um, you can't say tummy to two people. I'm sorry. You, when you know for sure that one of them is tummy, you can't say Tahr to both at the same time. Now, says the Gemara, So too in our case, keeping to Shailah the Kulu, since, let's go back to the case of the women who are in the city that's being laid siege to. Since all of these women are muttered to their husbands, if they ask one at a time, Kivasach It's uh It should be the case of two people coming together and we should actually be machmir. We should be machmir. If all these women are coming and saying, oh, listen, you know, uh, um, there was a bunker and we're asking on behalf of the women in town you, you're going to have to be metame all of them to their husbands you, you can't view each one together because you have one woman asking on behalf of her friends by, by giving up sack to her it's, it's affecting everybody else Sigmar says one second hachi ashta, slow down Hassam, by the shnei Shavilin, by the two paths where one is Tamei, once taught we know for a fact that there's Tum on one of the paths. Do you know for a fact? Well, again, what was the concern? This is where we're getting to your question. What was the concern? One soldier slipped away and violated a woman. It? Now, do you know that it happened? No. Now, we know maybe one of the soldiers wanted to do it. We know that there's a Chazaka, they're going to try to do it, but... Is, any, is anybody here saying they saw a soldier going around molesting anybody? No. So even here, we don't know that for a fact. So maybe we should, we should be more lenient in our case than the case of the Shnei Shvilin. Okay. And therefore, says the Gemara, period, you're right. We can't bring a Raya because even in the case where, we're, where we say we have a concern, we still don't know for a fact. Hence, we could be lenient on each of the women. By Ravashi, Ravashi asked a question searching for information. If a woman says, Listen, I was not in the bunker, but I also wasn't touched, I wasn't molested. Do we say, top of Amr Bey's, Why would I lie? Okay? Why would I lie? don't Or maybe we don't say that Okay Now th- this thing of Mali Lashaker is really the migu That we talk about all the time Migu that I didn't need to say anything And I could have walked away In a, uh, in a better shape than, uh, than By opening my mouth Okay Fine Now What's the migu here I'll tell you the migu If a woman wanted to lie You know what she could have said I was in the bunker. Migu, she could have said I was in the bunker. Now that she could have said something which is much stronger than saying I wasn't in the bunker, but I also wasn't molested. So Migu, we should we should trust her. But if the bunker only holds one, it's Maybe she's the one. Her lie is going to become no. Rabbi saying that who says that's a strong claim she could get busted for that if somebody knows that she's not the one in the bunker. Okay, let's see. So here we go. Good times. Let's see. Now we're going to mention this story. How's it different than the story that happened with a fellow? This guy owned Hertz rent a donkey. All right? He owned her to rent a donkey. Yeah. And he says to his friend, Better rates. <laughs> he said to his friend, don't go by Nahar code. You can't, right? Somebody's rent a car and they say, you're not allowed to drive across the border. You can't go to the West Bank in Israel, right? Don't go here. Why? Because it's deep water and there's uh, flash floods. I'm nervous about my donkey. Zil Borcha, Denarius Bechamaya. I want you to take the other roads of Neresh. There's no water there. And the renter decided he's uh, going to be Gishmak and not listen to the owner of Hertz rent the donkey. And he takes it to the Naharpakaid, and the donkey dies. And he came in front of Rava. Omar lay, and he said, In the I took it to but it didn't die because of water, it died because of a heart attack. Now we didn't know that he went in That's that's the catch over here. The renter who wasn't allowed to go there, and knew that he'd be held accountable if anybody finds out, told us he went in Harpikayit. But he also told us that the reason why the reason I was given doesn't apply. So he didn't have to tell us he even went there. Okay. So Oseguidro Amalei in Boruchin in, Milayavimai. Okay, Omar Rav. says. We're going to give him a Migu. We'll give him a Migu. He could have had a better lie. Why? Because if he wanted, if he wanted, Omar lay, he could have said it died on the Nerish road. Why did he tell us that it was Nahar Pekayd? Migu. Let's give him a Migu. Let's give him a Migu that it didn't die because of water. One second. Apparently, Apparently, as Rashi explains over here, the Pekaita River was notorious for flash floods. Okay, I'm I'm using flash floods as an example. It was notorious for being a dumb place to bring donkeys because of water. So Abaye uh, Abaye says to Rava, one second, you're telling me Mali Lashakar? what if witnesses would have showed up and told us what happened? You're not going to give the guy a migu, migu. You could lie. You, you can't lie. A fact is a fact. Two witnesses came. He says Nahar Pukhoy, says Abayi is so common to have dangerous waters. You can't trust this renter. You can't trust him. It's so common for there to be problems, and it was such a it was such a dumb move to do that it's as if Adam are coming and showing up and telling us that it died by Nahar P'kei. so don't give him a Mali Lishaker. Mali Lishaker doesn't apply when something is like so known that's the idea over here alright so Gemara says it's a fact there's water but over here as well, going back to the Svar of Rabbi Ravinsky earlier, and that is, do we know, is it as a fact that women are, for for sure, it's a mitzius, it's a reality of the matter, that women are going to be violated by, again, by a local officer laying siege who's going to slip away individually Without the shaymer, without another guy to go violate. It's not the same level of fact as Nahar khshash Chshash. And by a place of a chshash, we do give amigu. migu. And since we do give amigu, let's go back to our story. The story was a woman showed up and she said to the paisik, what did she say? I was in the city. I was not in the bunker. And I wasn't violated. We believe her. Because since being in the bunker is only going to... There's a strong shash. So if she doesn't tell us, there's a strong shash. Right? A strong suspicion. But, because not a fact. If she tells us she was in the bunker, we're going to give her a migu. She... She could have said she was in the bunker or she could have said nothing I and mean, we would have assumed she's the one in the bunker. It's an automatic assumption. You can give each woman, look at each woman individually, say, oh, you were in the bunker, you're fine. You were in the bunker, you're fine. From her showing up and saying, I was the bunker, was it violated? We'll actually believe her. Period. End of that Gemara. All right. Next part of the Mishnah. If there are witnesses with her throughout the siege that nobody touched her, she wasn't molested Even if they're not generally kosher witnesses Even if it's an Avakanani Canani shivcha We say she's she's uh, permitted to her husband Even if it's her own shivcha Okay Now uh, You know She owns a maidservant And this maidservant is coming to testify On behalf of her Mistress Mistress is called A woman master Yeah Okay On behalf of her mistress we're going, to, we're going to trust that Which is a huge Kiddush Because we say Listen She feels pressured uh, To step run. up over here Alright So here we go I'll ask you a contradiction Okay Now The halacha is If you have a couple That's in the middle of getting divorced They have to separate They're making divorce Okay? So they separate. Then I'll let to be together. Ella, unless, I'll unless you have witnesses over there. And the witnesses there with them do not need to be kosher witnesses, even if it's an Eved or a Shivcha. However, Chutz me Shivcha It cannot be her Shivcha. You know why? Mepnei shaliba gas bishivcha sa. Because her heart is gas. Gas literally means arrogant. But over here it's it's an expression of she's not scared of what her shifcha is going to say. Hence, you can have a couple that's if they're meyached together, having her shifcha in the room is not going to prevent potential relations when... They're not. They're not allowed to be having relations. Liba a She's. They're not so careful. Okay, fine. So she saw this big deal. So what's the, What's the question here? Beforehand, we said that her own shifcha, her own mistress. And no, I'm sorry, the mistress is the master. Her own slave woman. Mistress is the master, right? Is the master. Yeah. Female master. Okay. So, oh, thank you. So. By the case of the woman in the city that's under siege. And we're going to rely on testimony. We said it could even be her servant woman. To testify, says the Gemara. Why do we allow a servant woman to testify? When you have a couple that's forbidden to be together. As long as somebody else there. Keeping them separate. We'll trust that. But it can't be her servant woman. Because she might uh, do something uh, Forbidden. They might, they're not concerned about the, the, the servant woman. So, why in one case are we concerned about the, about the, the servant woman uh, testifying, and why in the other case are we not? I'm a puppy. Your puppy says, You're right. In general, we would not allow a shivcha kananas to testify. But over here, by captivity, we're going to be lenient. Similar to an aguna. Remember, by an aguna, when you have a potential uh, a woman, we don't know where the husband went overseas. You know? So there's times where we're lenient and we'll rely on an individual witness to tell us the husband's dead. She can remarry. You have to do your own research. You're going to be allowed to remarry. Why? Well, what are you doing? There's only one witness. The not want to create leniencies for Naguna. So too over here, it's a case of captivity. So very, very unfortunate circumstances. You're right. In general, we don't trust the servant woman. A Over here we will. Why? Because of shvuyah. That's what Rav Papi says. Um, Rav Papa. Rav Papa says, Ha b'shivcha dida, ha b'shivcha It makes a difference whether it's the husband's slave woman or her slave woman. If it's the husband's slave woman, that's trusted to say... That that uh, the wife wasn't violated, but if it's her own slave woman, that's not going to be enough. Is it really true that if she owns the shivcha, we don't trust? A person is not allowed to testify about themselves, but her shivcha may, which is pretty direct, showing that we do trust. Says the Gemara: sa nami ke'atzma Her slave woman, it's as if she's testifying about herself, and therefore we don't listen. Ravashi says, Both situations are dealing with her slave. And one's talking about a slave woman who sees something, and she's not going to say anything. Meaning, there's there's gavalik. You can have a loyal shivcha kananis. But there's loyalty up until a certain point. You can have loyalty where I'm not going to say anything that's going to mess up my mistress. But I'll keep my mouth shut. I'm sorry, I didn't say that right. I'll keep my mouth shut to not mess up my mistress. But if I'm obligated to talk, I'm not necessarily going to lie. All right? So, over there, where by her being silent, the halacha is they, the, um, she's going to be permitted to marry somebody else because now there's a get. So there, we're not going to trust. All she's doing is, I'm not saying nothing. I'm keeping my mouth shut. And we suspect her for keeping her mouth shut. We suspect that a woman, uh, somebody will do that. But over here, when we assume a woman in, who's in captivity in the city is going to be forbidden unless there's testimony on her behalf if she wouldn't say anything let's say the same woman wouldn't say anything on behalf of her mistress what would happen to her mistress? us uh, so in order to permit her, ma- her mistress what does she need to do? actively give us information mayhem, no, we're going to trust her if she actively gives information that we trust in other words keeping her mouth shut. We're like, <laughs> we don't know what that means. We don't trust. But to actively say something on behalf of her mistress, we're not concerned she's lying there. Or at least, we're going to be lenient when it comes to the shivcha. Says so, Gumara, one second. What are we saying now? We have an assumption that her servant woman, her shivcha kananis, won't mess her up. But, Actively, won't actively mess her up, but also may keep her silence. Haki one second. Asya umeshakra. We do need to be concerned that she may come and lie. Maybe we are concerned that she's not only going to lie by keeping her silence, she may also actively lie. Okay, now, why would she actively lie? Asya umishakra why? So, Tarti I'm sorry, loyavda. I'm sorry. This is the answer. Says Gemara, maybe she will. How do you know that she's not going to actively lie? Maybe she's scared of her mistress. I know she won't actively lie. People out of fear say things. So Gemara answers like this. Listen to this. We're now going to get into a story. Tarti loyavda. Okay. We're not concerned about two steps of lie. In other words... We're not concerned that she might be quiet. And also lie, actively lie about what happened. How do we know that? How do we know that? Kihad Mari Bar-Isaac Like this incident involving Mari Bar-Isaac. bar Some say it was chana bar What happened? His brother from Be'Mechuzah came. Okay. Amarle, and he says to his brother, politely I want to inherit dad's estate with you, Amarle. So, either again it was Mari Barisak or Chana Barisak. He says to him, Laya I don't know if you're my brother. Some guy shows up and says, I'm your brother. I want to divide dad's property with you says I don't know you. He wasn't lying, he, was, he says, I, I never met you before. You're, you you must be my father's uh, invisible child, you know, a uh, secret child You know, brother from another mother. Brother, yeah. Another mother, same father. So this guy came of So this guy came in front of Khistah. Amrlay Rhisth says to him, Shop your Kamalach, Marie is right. How does he know prove? Prove that you're related. Thsiv because it says in the Pasuk, Yosef knew his brothers, but they didn't know he was their brother. He listened when he was younger, 17 years old, and he sold, he didn't have a beard yet. It was before the three weeks. And he, now he's got a long beard. He's got a old beard. They don't recognize him. So he says to either Mari Barisak or Chana Barisak's uh, alleged brother, They don't recognize you. You must have been gone for a long time. Right? So, what do you want? Amarle, he says to him, Go bring witnesses that you're related. You're the brother. Amarle, he says, I have witnesses. But they're not going to testify against Chana or Murray. Not going to testify against my brother because they're scared of him. The Gavra Almahu. He's a uh, influential guy, a powerful guy. That nobody wants to testify in a way that's going to make him unhappy. Okay, Omar Leila So he says to Rav went to Chana or Mari. Okay, he said to them, what, not them, but he said to whoever it was, Zilai at Delavachvu. You know what? This isn't fair. If he can't bring witnesses because his witnesses are scared to testify against you i'm giving a ruling you must bring witnesses that he's not your brother not possible prove that your father never had another child okay that's that that he put the responsibility on Murray or khan okay on murley oh okay so Amarle, he says to him, Dino Hachi, is this the halacha? I mean, come on. is the halacha. <laughs> where, where, where are you getting this from? I'm the one, I'm certainly my father's child. So I'm inheriting the estate. This guy wants to pull 50% of the estate away from me. I have the money. I've got the pockets. He's the one who has to prove he's my brother. Why, why are you putting the onus on me? Amarle... Yeah? This is what we do to people like you Who are a little too influential for our liking Okay, meaning It's not the halacha in general But over here where we need to get absolute clarity And it's not a fair balance I'm going to put I'm choosing to put responsibility on you Fine Says One second if Mari was so powerful, or Chana was so powerful, that people are scared of them, so anybody who he asks to testify on his behalf will come testify on his behalf. The same way the brother is saying, well, nobody's going to come, they're all going to stay quiet and not testify, you what's happening here? If you say that not testifying and yes testifying is the same thing, so the same claim continues. Anybody who Mari or Chana asks to testify, will testify. The Lord says, no, tarti lay you see from here that people aren't both going to be quiet and uh, testify in that way. So the Gemara says, Let's just wrap this up until the Mishnah. Another few lines. Zu Eidos. This is um, by this testimony is for isha, even by a man or a woman, tinek I guess a, a, a young child, avia even a woman's mother, father, va'achia va'achisa, brother, sister, abalayben it Cannot be the children testifying. That she wasn't molested or servant or Shivka. Everyone's believed besides for her and her husband. We have a contradiction. Rafapi Papi and Ravashi both say that this is a machlaykas. They get involved in the Machlaikas Tanayim. Why? Because Rav Papa because Ravapa me says me but according to Rav Papa's opinion, I'm sorry. Which is that a shifka is not a letter testify on behalf of her mistress, me Lema Do we need to say it's a Machlaikas Tanaim? Or maybe according to him we could explain the prices go hand in hand. I'm a later puppet, but we'll say, Kitanoi Hahi, that price is dealing with uh, something that's not <coughs> direct testimony, but something that came out in the course of conversation. Kihal, like the following story, the of Dimi, when Abdimi came to came to Babel. Omar he said Rav Kartigno Mishtoi Maise, um, um, from Kartigno let us hear Maisa a story that Bolafne ben Levi, another story came from V'amri Law and some say ben Levi Mishtoi Maisa Bolafne Rabbi and what was the story? There was a guy talking in the course of the conversation. he said, "You should know I and and my mother were taken into captivity amongst the Guyim, I, I, I always had my mind on my mother making sure she was protected. The him, to to allowed the mother to marry Akaym because of this Messiah Lifittumai of the child so even somebody who normally we're not going to rely upon for testimony in this case we will uh, we will rely upon but the other bribes talking about where it was so according to Rav Papa, actually is not going to be necessarily a contradiction in the bribes either period we're, there for today. we're up to the Mishnah six lines from the bottom of Chov Zayin we'll pick up from here tomorrow evening have a wonderful wonderful evening everybody